With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Instant Reaction Podcast, HawkeyeNation.com. Andrew Downs here with you on a Saturday evening and Iowa with a 35-21 to win over Illinois. Iowa's fifth win in a row, seventh win in a row against the Illini. And it wasn't an easy one, uh, at least not at the beginning. <laughs> uh, the way I think we all felt in that first quarter, early second quarter, when Illinois put up a 14-point lead. That's Iowa's biggest deficit of the season. Uh, went into the locker room 14-13. to That's the first time the Hawkeyes have trailed at half this season. And really felt, again, early on, like it was going to take a miracle to win this game. Maybe a couple of defensive scores, maybe some special teams things happening. But that wasn't the case. Spencer Petrus and the office settled down. They found their rhythm. The defense, as they are wont to do, made some adjustments and really shut things down for Illinois in the second half. And Iowa pulls away for a, uh, a nice 14-point win. Uh, Illinois had a kind of a garbage time touchdown late, uh, a nice play and a nice drive by them, and and Isaiah Williams, not Juice Williams, but the new Isaiah Williams, had, he came in and, and really provided them with the spark. Uh, but so it made it a fourteen point game, but uh, not enough for Iowa to then also relinquish uh, one of the cool stats that has been going around now: twenty one straight games allowing fewer than twenty five points for this Hawkeye team. That's incredible. Um, that's that those are that's a winning number and you know we'll look ahead to the Wisconsin game here in a minute but they've scored 13 points in their their last two games combined six points today was all they were able to get against Indiana in a loss and uh and of course the Badgers come to Kinnick Stadium on Saturday for the regular season finale uh and you got to feel good about this as, as a Hawkeye fan for for a lot of reasons um obviously to see Spencer Peters kind of break out of his funk which was at its low point. I'm sorry about the noise in the background. My uh, wife and kids are upstairs. It's bath night, so you know how that goes if you have kids. But um, really felt like Spencer Petras had hit hit rock bottom in the first quarter. Uh, looked super uncomfortable. Uh, got sacked several times just because he, he wouldn't let go of the ball. Made a couple of really poor throws. That should have been easy throws. Certainly should be for a Division One quarterback and, and for a guy who's starting his seventh game. And it just it it felt dire. It felt like he had somehow regressed, like he had lost all confidence, and that it was really going to be a struggle for Iowa to not just score in this game, but to uh, put up any sort of offense in the next couple of games 
And then, you know, who knows what the offseason looks like. But to Spencer Petras's credit, to Brian Ferentz's credit, uh, to this offensive line and to the receivers' credit, the offense came back. They really found themselves, started chipping away at that lead, got it to one point by halftime, and then really took over in the third and fourth quarters and uh, and pulled away and showed themselves to be the class of, of this this rivalry. Petrus ends with 18, uh, 18 completions, 28 attempts, 220 yards, and three touchdowns. His first day, this is his first game of throwing for more than one touchdown in a game, and, and to get it up to three is, is pretty remarkable. It's very cool to see, and, and happy for him. I hope he's enjoying this. Uh, Tyler Goodson at 19 carries for 92 yards, really kind of found some room later in the game, had, had a tough time running the ball against Illinois early on, uh, but were able to make some adjustments, keep pounding that, and, and found some holes late. Had that one run where he got tripped, and he really thought he was going to take that to the house, and, and he probably would have. Makai Sargent, another nice game. 10, 10 carries, 54 yards from him. A 20-yard long and a big, big play. Uh, a rushing staff for Amir Smith-Marset. He had two big runs. Two carries, 44 yards, and then that touchdown. The, the final touchdown for the Hawkeyes. And a, a good game for Amir Smith-Marset. And cool to see him have a game like this after the, the season is he that he has had. You have to think these receivers... I mean, they knew the hype coming in. They knew that everybody was calling them the best receivers of the Ferentz era. They knew that uh, people expected kind of a high-powered offense. And to not have that happen in some of these guys' senior seasons and to kind of uh, be handcuffed to you know, blocking downfield for a, a running team, letting a, a running game and a defense win games for you while your quarterback kind of found himself – that had to have been frustrating for these guys. And, and you could see that frustration several times over the last seven games. Um, and obviously, Amir Smith-Marset had the, the legal issues, the DUI, which is unacceptable. And um, to see him kind of turn things around here and then have a game like this, like he had tonight, uh, was is, is very cool and makes you feel good about the next couple of games. You remember late last season, he really came on and was a, a big impact player against Nebraska and in the bowl game against USC. And, and so maybe we're going to see that from him uh, in several areas out of these next couple of games. I hope so. Tyrone Tracy with one run for 21 yards. That was a real nice run. Uh, Ivory Kelly Martin did get a, 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 cut, a carry there. And uh, a couple of really good plays out of the Wildcat. I liked the the Wildcat formation. I liked what, what they're doing there. Tyler Goodson runs that well. Um, that's been fun to watch and and good for them. Receiving Brandon Smith, the the leading receiver, five catches, fifty eight yards. Um, one of the few guys who didn't have a touchdown. Amir Smith Marset had that touchdown. He had four catches for thirty two yards, and he had one on the ground, one in the air. Sam Laporta with a nice catch for a touchdown. He had four catches for fifty seven yards. I think his first touchdown of his career. Sean Byer his first touchdown of his career. A really nice uh, throw from Petrus on that Byer touchdown. That was that was really good to see. Uh, held Brandon Peters, uh, Illinois quarterback, to and he had two two touchdowns early, but really after that. Um, they they struggled for the vast majority of the game. Again, until they brought Isaiah Williams in, he was able to provide them a bit of a spark, uh, throw something different at Iowa's all, uh, defense, got down into scoring, stopped, and then finally got that, that touchdown late in the game, a couple of minutes left on the clock there. Chase Brown, 18 carries for 83 yards for Illinois, and he had a, he had a pretty nice game, but 
Iowa's defense, we've seen this so often under Phil Parker. The defense doesn't look great early on. The opposing team will march down the field a couple of times sometimes, like they did today, and uh, and punch it in. Now, Illinois had some really good plays today. They did, you know... Those receivers made some really good catches. It wasn't a huge issue with the defense. I didn't feel bad about the defense when we were down 14-0. But Iowa does give up scores early and then is able to make adjustments and shut things down. This is We've seen this over and over again, and they were able to do that today. Um, the When the new quarterback comes in, it changes things up a little bit, and it takes them a little more time to adjust. We saw this against Penn State when they played two quarterbacks. I think this is the third game in a row where Iowa has seen two quarterbacks, and uh, and it takes them a second to adjust, takes them a series or two to adjust, and when they do, they just clamp down, and and you really have a hard time scoring on this defense when they're playing the way that they're playing. Also, like when they're hitting guys, they drive them backwards. They stop them in their tracks or they drive them backwards. It's it's rare, especially today, that you saw even on the edge and an Illinois guy, you know, kind of take a hit and, and even even fall forward for two yards. They, they were they were getting driven back, and that was really fun to see. Nick Neiman again leads the team in tackles. He had eight. Chauncey Golston there with him with with eight uh, had a tackle for loss. Jack Campbell five. Uh, tackles. Um, Davion Nixon, another good game. Van Valkenburg had a, a couple of tackles for loss. A big sack there. Uh, Dane Belton almost had a, a great pick six. That would have been cool. Matt, just three tackles, but defended a couple of really good passes, and uh, and he looked good overall. And then on special teams, he had Keith Duncan kick two field goals. He feel good about that. Charlie Jones had a really nice return. When I go through my notes that I took during the game, I want to talk about that that series. Uh, of of you know of series where Iowa punted the ball on on a short field, got the stop. Charlie Jones had a really nice return there, and then Iowa punches that one in and uh, and really took control of the game there. Tory Taylor just another really good game, along a fifty four, um, but just pushed the ball that coffin corner punt, the one I was just talking about on that on that short field. I think it was the thirty six yard line that Iowa punted from. And he puts it inside the five, and and that's the difference, right? That's that's how you flip field position. To have him as a weapon uh, to flip that field position has been invaluable for the Hawkeyes. Just going through my notes here real quick. Inept offense to start, and again, that was just painful to watch at times. Um, you know, there will be a lot of old takes, exposed type tweets, but that was that was it wasn't. A mirage, right? It was uh, a quarterback starting his seventh game and looking like he had no idea what was going on, like he was he didn't belong there. Now, again, to his credit, he settled down and he figured things out and he played his best game. So hats off to Spencer Petras. I hope he gained some confidence today. I hope he can take that into this week against Wisconsin and uh, and hopefully he can you know feel good about this five game winning streak. There's I've also seen a lot of stats here on social media just since the game ended. Of the number of times Iowa has won five Big Ten games in a row, it's not all that many. And the guys who have led those teams have been pretty good quarterbacks. Uh, what what Iowa has done this season is is pretty remarkable. You consider how this season started, how the offseason was, it really felt like there were, there were legitimate questions about the direction of the program, about whether or not Kirk Ferentz was the guy to lead this program, or what, about whether or not this team was connected uh, to themselves, to each other, or to this football uh, to the, to the school, uh, to the staff, it really started to worry about the culture. Did the change of culture take something away? Did it take away that intangible thing? And I think we can sit here today and definitively say no, that didn't happen. 
five wins in a row, uh, a comeback to some Iowa teams wouldn't have been able to make, you know, down 14 nothing. There is a resilience, a resiliency, a resilience nature to this football team that has been really, really fun to see. Um, and of course, we'll always lament losses like the one at Purdue to a Purdue team that has just not played well recently. Uh, a one-point loss to a Northwestern team that's going to, you know, limp into a Big Ten West championship uh, in a game that I would certainly could have, some would say should have won. Yes, we'll look back and think about the what if, but five in a row now. You've extended your streaks against your biggest rivals, the ones that you've been able to play. You've ended a streak against Penn State, and now you have a chance to end another streak, and this is the worst streak of them all, and that's the the absolute dominance that Wisconsin has had over Iowa over the past decade. Time to end that. It's time to, to take that back. It's time to bring the bull back home, and then when you go into next season and it feels more like a real season, uh, and maybe there's more on the line in a game like this with Wisconsin. You're not facing down a, a ridiculous barrel of history. That was the worst we'd seen Petrus look in the beginning of this game, and I don't think it was that close. Uh, but for him to, to, again, to make that turnaround was, was fantastic. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The end of the the first half, Iowa gets the ball and and is able to get down inside the red zone. um, Inside the five, I think. With maybe a, maybe one timeout left, he had 30 seconds left on the clock, uh, but just a, a really bad series of plays there. Uh, Petrus didn't put the ball anywhere near one of his receivers. It was essentially three like fade routes that uh, the guys didn't get open, and Petrus didn't even give them a chance to to make a play on the ball. It seemed like they were content with kicking the field goal and getting into halftime down by one. They probably felt lucky to be in that position, and after the first quarter, I don't blame them, but I think you have to make a run there. You have to let Tyler Goodson try to make a play. Uh, you can always get back on the ball and, and either call. I don't remember if they had a timeout, but if not, you can you can run another quick play. Have another play right right there ready to go. I just I don't think it was necessary to throw there. Um, it would have been nice to see a run. Had the great start to the second half. You, you stop them right away. That was big. And then a nice drive to score, and you get two points, so you go up by seven. That was that was really, really nice. Petrus, that's when he really started to look better, and that was 21 unanswered for Iowa. They'd get up to 35 unanswered before giving up that final touchdown to Illinois. Uh, that, that punt, okay, so the punt on the short field, I think it was 36, and they tried to get the delay a game, but Lovey Smith didn't, didn't accept that. But you have Torrey Taylor. You pin them deep. You allow your defense to make a stop. I think Illinois got one first down, but then got a stop, got stopped, and punt the ball back. And then you let Charlie Jones make a play, right? He got the ball maybe on their own 45 and returned it back inside the, the 35. So essentially, Iowa got a new set of downs where they were when they punted, 
and they they took that in and, and scored. That was the nice throw from Petrus to Bayer, and uh, that was his third touchdown. Petrus's that that was that was really the turning point of the game, um, at least as far as putting it away. Uh, that was that was really nice. Again, shout out to Amir Smith Marset for for the game he had. I, I'm excited to kind of hear and see what he says in the post game. I bet he's he's riding high, and I bet you'll hear a lot of his his teammates and and his coaches uh, give him a lot of props. Just just a huge huge win. The Iowa way still works. It changed for the better this summer, hopefully, and it's continuing to change and and make that uh, progression. And it didn't ruin the program. It didn't ruin the discipline. It didn't make these guys soft. Uh, maybe it made Kirk Ferentz embrace his pettiness and his snarkiness a little bit more. We've seen some of that in the postgame the last couple of weeks. Uh, I feel like it's been all good things. Now let's go exercise some demons against Wisconsin, guys. Let's go get this win. Let's make it six in a row. Let's get to six and two on the season. And let's go into that Champions Week where will we be playing a good Indiana team? That That's kind of how it looks right now because it sounds like the Big Ten, uh, if I if Ohio State and Michigan are unable to play this week, sounds like the Big Ten is pretty much ready to, to pull the plug on the six-game minimum. And when that happens, Ohio State will then get into the Big Ten championship game against North. If you're Ohio State, I guess it's nice to have Big Ten champion on your resume, but you're going to be looking at if Iowa wins this weekend – uh, you know, maybe a top 15 Iowa team in the second place game. Uh, that may be a better win ultimately than a win over Northwestern. We will see how that all shakes out, but it should be fun. And then the other fun thing, guys, it's basketball season, and this is the week we get a measuring stick game. We get a uh, a game against North Carolina at Carver Hawkeye Arena to really kind of see where this team stacks up with some of the better teams in the country. That's going to be a lot of fun Tuesday night. I'm super excited for that. And then Friday, we get the renewal of the Cyhawk game. We didn't get a football version, at least not yet. Uh, could we get it or will we get a basketball version? It certainly looks so on Friday night. And the way Iowa has played and the way Iowa State has played, it should be a third straight win for the Hawkeyes in that Cyhawk basketball game. I'm going to get out of here. I appreciate you guys. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Stay up with HawkeyeNation.com. Uh, Rick Brown, Rob Howe, John Bonencamp, Anna Kaiser will all have post-game coverage for you. We'll have that up on the site as quickly as possible. Um, Joe Hugan and Lucy Rodine and myself will have content, video, and, and podcast content throughout the next week. And uh, and then Thursday night, the Hawkeye Nation radio show. It's on KXNO Radio here in Des Moines, 1460 AM, 106.3 FM, or anywhere in the world on the iHeartRadio app. Check that out. Joe Schmelk and myself usually talk to John Miller and Joe Hugan. We'll have a special guest or two and uh, have a good time with that. Thank you for listening. Enjoy this one, Hawkeyes. Go Hawks!